You can get it done. What's more, you gotta get it done. There's a gleam, man. There's a gleam. Let's get the gleam, all right? Let's go. Want a piece of that championship? Put it in here. Hey, guys, where else would you rather be? This is Hour 2 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Hour 2 underway here on this Wednesday as we slot over the hump as seamlessly possible. We'll get back to your text messages. David Teal coming up hour three along with Justin Archer. We mentioned we had a little bit of an adjustment in our schedule. It's time now here an hour earlier to be joined by Bill Roth. It's the Roth Report here on BDST. From the talk of the New River Valley WRAD, it's time for the Roth Report. Presented by the University Club of Virginia Tech, Blacksburg's premier private club and event venue. Now along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer and voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. Good morning, William. How are you, my friend? Good morning. Nice to be with you again. A little bit earlier than normal, but nice <laughs> to be with you on a game week Wednesday. Oh, how excited are you, man, for game one, huh? This is I'm great. really looking forward to it. It's the start of the Brent Pry era at Virginia Tech. I know the fans, you know, for Virginia Tech fans who live east of Richmond, this is such an amazing opportunity. This is only the second time in 35 years that Virginia Tech has played a game in Hampton Roads. You know, they've been driving four, five, six <laughs> hours to come to games for all these decades. Right, right. So this is big for them. The stadium seats just over 20,000. It's not a big... Not a big stadium, obviously, but it should be a very big night. And it's a, it's a huge night for ODU, too. And uh, I'm just excited to get back in the booth with Burn Up, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun Friday night. No, there's no doubt. And so many people are excited. See, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Like, we'll do the tailgate show. We'll get off. And I can't wait just to hear you two guys together again, man. It's going to be really cool. Really cool. We've been having a lot of fun preparing and, and hanging out again this week. And I was over at the house, Mike's house, the other day and just talking about the team and how we want to handle some things. We've added Zach Mackey to our sideline, mm-hmm. our new director of broadcasting. So Zach will be with us on the sideline on, on Friday night uh, and throughout the entire season. The depth chart was released yesterday. I mean, uh, Coach Pride felt pretty good about it. Anything stand out for you when you perused it? Well, I, I think overall the, the takeaway is a lot of what we knew that there's not great depth at yeah, some positions. Right. And uh, I, I think it, it could change a little bit um, at, at certain spots. I mean, clearly it's going to change a little bit at certain spots when some people get healthier. Um, and, and, and some people just got back. For example, Blue at receiver, he's listed at number two. Yeah, he was such a tremendous player at Temple before transferring to Tech. One would assume that he could move up. But this early season, new staff, yeah. new players, yeah. you're trying to feel your way through. Some guys are, are still walking around in boots. Uh-huh. So that, that'll certainly change. All right, a lot going on. And uh, we talked about this a little, mid, uh, a little while ago with Keon about uh, the NIL. But what's going on in South Carolina with this law that's going to really impact the schools down there? Well, South Carolina's athletic department has taken this NIL thing to a new level because now they brought an in, not just a collective, right? Every school, for example, the Hokies have, 
I guess, three different collectives that, that, that can work with student-athletes. South Carolina has brought in a major, major NFL agency within its athletics department. Mm-hmm. They're hiring five people. They've signed a contract with the university and the athletics department. They're not going to charge the students for a commission for any deals. Um, it's it's new. <laughs> Everything about this is new. And the laws in South Carolina are different. Not every state allows uh, a public university to do this, but South Carolina's laws do. And so, so give South Carolina credit. Basically, the agency... Uh, Everett Sports Marketing, they're an NFL agency. I mean, they represent a lot of players that you've heard of in the National Football League. Um, This isn't a collective. This is actually a a major agency. They're going to call it, of all things, Park Avenue. Uh, And it'll it'll reside within South Carolina's athletics department. You think this will be a trend now we see? This will be leading by example, you think? What do you think going forward? I'll be curious to see how it works and how it impacts. Now, they're talking about how this will impact their entire athletics department. To me, it looks like a football-focused mm-hmm. thing. They, they want to they represent alpha athletes. That's exactly the line they used. Well, South Carolina has been great in women's basketball. It won the national championship. It's got probably the best women's program in the country right now, and clearly the sport's other than Coach Ariyama at Connecticut, the coach, the, the sport's most high-profile coach, mm-hmm. they've they've had good baseball teams. But I think that this, to me, on the surface, appears to be a football recruiting football thing. Yeah. for the Gamecocks makes sense. Uh, just because of the agency that, that that they have aligned with is so heavily focused on uh, whether it's Nick Chubb or Sam Howe. I mean, they've been really aggressive. Darren Heider's an attorney in Miami who, ironically, is a Florida Gator, but but he was involved in helping put this together, which I found curious as well. So, uh, But again, the laws of each state are different. So just because South Carolina's doing it doesn't mean that other schools and other states can do it. Well, the reason that we have Bill an hour early this week is because you've got a coach's call coming up and not for Tech ODU, but for your television gig on Saturday. What are you going to be doing on Saturday so people know how to find you? Saturday night we have the uh, the Duke's Mayo Kickoff Classic in Charlotte. That'll be Saturday night on this year. It's on ESPNU following the Mississippi State game uh, from Bank of America Stadium. This year it is uh, NC A and T against NC Central. Um, it's the celebration of the 100th anniversary of this rivalry. Um, we got teams that are in, in a little bit of conference limbo too. Mm-hmm. Uh, A&T's in the, they're going to stay in the Big South for one more year and go to the Colonial next year. They were in the MEAC. Uh, ESPN has made a real push, as we know, with uh, covering HBCU programs and games. Uh, Charlotte Sports Council, which puts on this game, puts on the ACC Championship game, puts on the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Last year, this game was Clemson, Georgia. Uh, this year, they decided to give two in-state North Carolina teams an opportunity to celebrate the 100th anniversary of their rivalry uh, in prime time at Bank of America Stadium. So that's my Saturday game. So coming up at 8 o'clock, we're going to be talking with the coaches from uh, NC Central. And then at uh, 10 o'clock this morning, the coaches with A&T. So no, that's very thanks cool. for moving us up an hour. So, yes, I'm learning about four different football teams <laughs> here on Wednesday. Uh, we'll do a game Friday in Nor- Norfolk and Saturday in Charlotte and then back in Blacksburg on Sunday. Hey, uh, before we head out to the break, I got to ask you, I know you've done your research. Uh, this ODU team, a lot of experience coming back, don't they? 
Yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whether that's good or bad, but still. <laughs> I mean, you know, for those that don't know, so Old Dominion canceled its season. They did not play at all during COVID. And then last year they started 1-6, and 1-5 in a row to finish 6-6, six and six, and then lost their bowl game. So the, so they, they've got a lot of people coming back. I think it's look, – I'm looking at their depth chart. It looks like 20 starters from their bowl game are back. Um both coaching staffs are tremendously – I mean, this is like the Penn State spring game, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like it is. Everybody at Tech on the coaching staff knows everybody on Old Dominion's coaching staff because they work together, they were in each other's weddings, uh, or they were on the staff last year. You know, Tech hired Old Dominion's strength coach. I mean, it, there's just so much familiarity going back all the way. Coach Ronnie was – the offensive coordinator at Penn State. Coach Pry was the defensive coordinator at Penn State. <laughs> All the GAs on both teams are Penn State people. All the analysts were either at Old Dominion or Penn State. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the Hokies hired Penn State, uh, Old Dominion's tight ends coach, and Old Dominion hired Justin Harper. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a hokey. So there, there's a lot of familiarity. I don't think anyone's going to do anything schematically that the other side hasn't seen before. This is, I found this interesting. Coach Franklin mentioned this yesterday. Penn State plays Purdue this week. So Coach Franklin at Penn State had his presser yesterday. All of the wives, all the Penn State coaches' wives are coming to the game Friday night and they're going to tailgate. Very cool. Very cool. (laughs) Including, so the Pry family and the Ronnie family, they'll all be together, at least for the tailgate. Right. And then we'll do it again next year when the team's playing Blacksburg. It's just, it's very interesting to see the. This is like a Penn State uh, James Franklin alumni game. <laughs> Everybody that, that is on the sidelines here has, a, has been together at Penn State. So, But I think the Hokies have better players. I think a lot of Tech fans have some angst and some anxiety because of what happened when Tech went right. down there a couple of years ago and gave up a lot of points, as we know, to a backup quarterback and lost the game. And that might happen again, but – because upsets can occur. But I, I, I think overall, even with the new staff and even with s- some new players, Tech has m- more talented players and should win the game. He is Bill Roth. It's the Roth Report. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get the SMA update, the Baker team game of the week, and Bill's NRV Heart Clinic top three. All that's coming up as we roll along with the football voice of the Virginia Tech Hokies, Bill Roth and the Roth Report here on a Wednesday. Come on back with us. My daughter is Marie. Hey, Hokie fans and alums. Have you ever wanted to throw an event or dine with friends with Lane Stadium as your backdrop? Well, now you can. University Club of Virginia Tech is now offering memberships with the complete club experience. You'll have member access to dine during the week, a quiet place to work, an incredible venue to host private events, and most importantly, a setting that fosters community and relationships. For more information, go to universityclubofvt.com. That's universityclubofvt.com. VT.com. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today, the official entertainment entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. 
You know, when it comes time for an address change to purchase new or sell the old, you want a knowledgeable professional in your corner. You know, buying or selling your home can be a scary experience. Well, set aside any fears with the Louise Baker team. They'll guide you through the journey of buying or selling your home. So remember these names, Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda. The Louise Baker Team. For more info, visit and like the Louise Baker Team on Facebook and nrvhomes.com. From the classroom to the studio to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech Sports Media and Analytics Program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. ASMA in full swing. Bill Roth, the Roth Report here an hour early on BDSC. What's going on with the classroom? Well, this is week two of our classes on campus at Tech. We have 250 young men and women in our SMA program, our sports media analytics program. What we talked about uh, yesterday in class, Rick, in our big class, our intro to sports media class, which has 100 students in it, was an event slash incident that occurred this past weekend where an ACC team had to move uh, its competition from the scheduled venue to a secret location because of racial threats against one of its black athletes. The fact that that could happen in 2022 is still astonishing to me. Yeah. And, of course, if you don't know, we're talking about Duke's volleyball team, which was playing at BYU over the weekend in a tournament. Uh, one of the Duke players was threatened racially. Uh, not just the N-word was used in her direction from the BYU student section, but she was threatened by a fan about watch your back on your way to the bus. Unreal. Uh, Duke felt so uncomfortable with about that that it moved the second game of its volleyball event, a match against Ryder, to a secret location in Provo. So basically we talked about how the media did cover it, how we would cover it. How, what questions would you ask that coach? What's the media's responsibility? How would you conduct an interview or even request it with a student athlete? And then from the BYU side... How do you frame it uh, fairly to BYU? And it's athletic director Tom Holmey, who BYU's response initially obviously was very weak and Duke didn't feel comfortable. Afterwards, Duke said a lot of nice things about the way BYU athletics handled it. But Holmey's uh, statement yesterday was very weak. Uh, and, and so we, we discussed that. And you wouldn't think those kind of things would happen. Uh, but if you're covering a volleyball match, which our students do, and something like that happens, do you have the perspective, because they don't necessarily have the experience, right? They're college kids, but do you have the expected uh, perspective to understand it and, and cover it appropriately, objectively, and professionally? Well, it's a terrific topic because it's so important. You're right. It, it's just just hearing you relive it. I, when I read the article, I was just, it, you're blown away that this is still something we're dealing with at this point. You really are. Well, I asked them. I said, if a student section, you guys are students, if someone in the student section was yelling that at an opponent from the other team, how would you react? And and they said that they, this is just as a student from a fan perspective, that they would they would stop that, that that does not happen. But we have several black student athletes in the class. They said that's happened to them in high school. Mm. So we think it may not be an issue, um, but obviously – it is. It is. And yeah. hopefully BYU will fix it, and it's a lesson for all schools. Well, you had a bit of a chore trying to choose your Baker team game of the week, right? A lot of good ones out there. Yeah, but mine is, and I'm no everyone knows, I think I grew up in Pittsburgh. And uh, 
the backyard brawl was always one of the games, man. And they're playing tomorrow night, Thursday night in Pittsburgh. They're expecting, are you ready for this, Rick? The biggest crowd ever at that stadium. Wow. Which was Heinz Field and it has now been renamed. Accusure? Yeah, Ac- yeah, I was trying to look at it. I think I think you're correct. Accusure Stadium, whatever the that old is. Heinz. Anyway, yeah. Pitt, Pitt is expecting its biggest crowd ever in that stadium. They are the defending ACC champs. They're opening against West Virginia. It's a huge rivalry. I wish they were playing every year. I wish it was a conference game, candidly, for for uh, for the ACC. But I'm excited to see college football back. Um, you know. <laughs> You know, it's funny in this transfer portal. Pitt started quarterback, thought he'd be starting at USC. And and West Virginia starting quarterback, thought he'd be starting at Georgia. <laughs> That's true. This is Daniels. True. And he, he was at SC before Georgia. So both quarterbacks are former U- USC Trojans. Uh, it, it's going to be so interesting to see this game. And it'll be just great to hear the fight songs and, and see if Pitt can do the ACC proud on uh, – Thursday night in the backyard brawl. Yeah. Game day is going to be there tomorrow. I just think it's an exciting uh, ESPN TV event. It's good for the league. We've talked about the ACC needs to win non-conference games, That's right, right, Rick? That's right. This is Here's one at test. home. Here's yes. your defending league champ opening its home schedule against a Big 12 team and, and a traditional rival. So it's going to be a great Labor Day weekend. We've got games Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday night the ACC game as well with a Georgia Tech Clemson. So we've got games all weekend long. Yeah, and we've talked about that. And, and uh, you know, even a game like Temple and Duke, right? I mean, that's one of those games that Duke needs to win for the league, even though they have a new staff and everything else. They they should win. They're favored to win. But you got to take care of those types of games. So this weekend, I mean, clearly you got Florida State, LSU. There, there, there are some big ACC, SEC games coming up here in the first couple weeks of the season. And then there's a bunch at the end, obviously, with those rivalry games, right? Clemson, South Carolina, and Louisville, Kentucky, and Florida, Florida State, Georgia, Georgia Tech, those games. Um, uh, Pitt plays Tennessee next. They have West Virginia and Tennessee to start. (laughs) Uh, So they are the defending ACC champions. So let's see what Pitt can do. I love what you did here with the the top three that's coming up right now. Ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top 3, presented by New River Valley Heart Clinic in Radford. And I don't think I've ever seen a list involving, you know, head coaches in new places and such big programs have such huge games. This is a The start, I know. So it's a big weekend. Obviously, you know, Tony Tony Elliott at UVA, Brent Pride, Virginia Tech, Elko at Duke, and uh, I mean, there's four new coaches in the ACC, right? So every opener is big, but there are three New head coaches in college football that have massive games Saturday in the very first game, right? Yes, Like This is your first game as the head coach. Let's see what you can do. (laughs) Good luck. Have fun. Good luck. So Dan Lanning is the new head coach at Oregon. He he replaced Mario Cristobal. Big money. Big program. They got to play Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) He knows them well, at least. (laughs) He does, yeah. Um, Billy Napier is the new head coach at Florida. <laughs> and this is a great game. You talk about a really, a, is. A really delicious intersectional game. Florida Gators against the Pac-12 champion Utah Utes. Utes getting a lot of love, man. A lot of love. Billy Napier is the new head coach. And then the big debut 
the big debut is Marcus Freeman of Notre Dame as they play Ohio State <laughs> in prime time. That's your first game as head coach. Uh, I mean, that's that. it's a murderer's row for these coaches. It really is. I've never seen that before. I really haven't, especially the way it worked out for Dan Lanning in Oregon taking on his former team. I mean, that's that's bizarre. But I love it. it it's what it's all about. The whole, the whole college landscape is crazy. So people say, like, you know, what do you think of this team? Where do you think the Hokies will finish? It's so hard to get a handle on. Like, everyone says, well, Pickett leaves Pitt. They can't be as good without him, and, and they lost their it receiver. It is hard. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, but Slovis, they signed a free agent yeah, in Slovis. right. In fact, if you talk about – I'm sorry, if you listen to – Burnup and I did an interview on our Level 7 show, our Level 7 podcast with Grant Wells. I hope you have a chance to listen to it. It's about 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. And – we talked, in essence, Virginia Tech signed a free agent quarterback Yeah, in Grant Wells. Sure, yeah, right. And because of he gets a free COVID year, he he, he has, in essence, he's, a, he's technically a sophomore at Tech. He has three years of eligibility mm-hmm. to play football at Virginia Tech. And so it's, it's a great... It's a great time if you are a student athlete. You can transfer right away and play right away. And if you are, if you are West Virginia... You get JT Daniels. If you're Pitt, you get Slovis. If you're Virginia Tech, you get two free agent signing quarterbacks. Brown from South Carolina and Wells from Marshall. So, But every team is doing that, right? So you say, well, what does Georgia Tech have? And I'm like, well, they may not have a whole lot. Then you look, well, where did that guy come from? Who's he? He wasn't on the team last year. He's played 28 games for somebody else already. Right. So teams are able to change their rosters a lot quicker. And 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 even good teams, right? You have, you have a hole to fill. You can you can fill it quickly. So, it, it's different to get a sense of, of who is where in the league. But uh, the 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 thirty thousand foot view from the Hokies is I do think they've improved their quarterback room. If they stay healthy, they can have a nice season. All right. Before we let you go, I've had a few yeah. text messages. Right. Ask Bill. First time reunited together. I know they've already scoped out where they're going to be chowing down the night before. What do you we, got for uh, us? We, we have. We have. So, so I'll say this. So initially, uh, so as we as we talk live on Wednesday, on Monday, we were invited to a uh, an event with the athletic director and major donors ooh. down at Virginia Beach. Okay. Which but um that has changed, and that's not really a dinner. It's more just like yeah, a, right. a happy hour. Um, uh, but now now we don't have to go to that, so now we're changing. Uh, so originally we were thinking, where do we go? But Burnup wants to watch the WVU pit game. Mm-hmm. So there is a Brazilian steakhouse <laughs> yes. that, that is high on the list. Okay. <laughs> um, I would prefer to go down to the beach and get some great seafood, but we'll see. Okay, all right. What, what would you do? Uh, a little from column A, a little from column B. Yeah. <laughs> I understand both arguments. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, well, we'll have a good time regardless. And I hope everyone will join us. We're on the air Friday at 530 uh, from Hampton Roads, Ballard Stadium. Should, could be a record crowd on uh, Friday night down there. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, my friend, listen, have a good uh, call with the coaches and have a great call on Friday night. Looking so forward to having you guys back in the Thanks, Rick. We'll talk with you again next week. All right, man, take care. That's Bill Roth and the Roth Report. Good stuff. So they had food scoped out. They just decided that they uh, have to make a decision now, right? We'll take a break. We'll come back halfway home here 
on a Wednesday. David Teal coming up in hour three, along with Justin Archer from Radford Basketball.